0: Welcome to episode 82 and the new season of Consider Yourself Hugged, A Place for Women. I am still Tammy and I'm Michelle. We're different Tammys and Michelles though than I think we were for episode 81 six months ago. Was it six months ago? April, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah, by the time this airs, it'll be six months. Can you believe that? No, I cannot. I know. I know cannot either. and we um, we I am black. I have missed I, I've missed the podcast closet so much. I cannot tell you. So I'm in a closet. Um, Michelle doesn't know this. Michelle I screenshot when we were both we were both trying to do this on our computers and one of our computers was messed up. I'm assuming it's mine. but I did screenshot our faces of pain that we when we could figure it out. We were just we could hear each other so that'll be fun. Um, So I'm back in the closet. I'm in my daughter's closet, Um, but I've missed it a lot. Have you?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I, uh, when I took the dogs out this morning, I listened to our air quote final episode and we did say, never say never. So even though we called it the final episode, um, we definitely left it open and now God has brought us back together. And I mean, not that we have been apart, we've been in contact, but it's, it's just time. It's just time to, to dive back in. Yes. so been what have you been way. up to what have you been up to since April um, I mean I know what you've been up to but they don't know what you've been up to yeah it's kind of the same things that I had um
1: talked about we both talked about in the like episode that was going to be our final episode when, final episode. Uh, we had um kind of gotten really busy with and I'm still been doing those things um working I um like co-own a, a business, a private practice with two other women. So I've been really working that's on growing so that. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I'm an adjunct clinical instructor for a local university. And, yep. and I think I had mentioned, you know, one of the things that's really helped me in my, over the course of my lifetime in terms of like trauma recovery is a, a, a ministry called Celebrate Recovery. And I've been actively mm-hmm. involved in that. And so all of those things, all very good things, but I did miss this. I mean, and we were just talking about how, like, both of us have just always had our, we've, we've both been through a lot and we all, we've always had a heart for, you know, helping women live their best lives as we help each other do that. I mean, it's always a a work in progress. So I definitely miss that aspect of podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been up
0: to? Um, well, I was trying to think of what, so like April was, I was probably, you know, in a, still in a pretty crappy place then, but you know, my, I think we talked about some of these things. My husband lost his job and went full-time in photography. My kids were living with me. I had lost my speaking and got a job. So all of that was happening in April. And so since then, let's see, the kids moved out. I was just pausing for applause, you know, that everybody's, <laughs> but, but that's really good. Cause that meant that they are back at work and living their lives, which is good. Um, Tim is just full on trying to pursue like, like wildlife photography. Um, I still have the job, but you know, I, I wasn't going to pursue speaking again, at least until I just, I don't know. I just wasn't at, at that point, but then these opportunities just kept coming my way. So I've been doing some more speaking and that's been a lot of fun and still working. Um, we did wind up selling our house, which you know, which is probably a whole nother story, but we sold our house, but as we had it on the market as a four-bedroom home, we found out as these people were making the offer on it that the septic tank was only built for a two-bedroom home. So we had to drop the price, you know, of this amazing house from a four-bedroom back to a two-bedroom. But we sold it and now we're homeless until the end of October. <laughs> And um, so we're living with our daughter, but we're also going to stay with our son. So right before we started recording, Michelle, you said we were talking about change and you said, and things just keep changing and they do. And it's, there's always good stuff that comes out of it, but it has definitely been for me, one of the most like high change time periods, at least that I can remember, you know, and for most people, it's been a lot of change. Yeah, That's what I, mean, I'm, I would
1: agree, especially this, this, the past two years, just so much changed the world just in general looks so much different.
0: It does. It really does. And as I sit here in my daughter's closet um, and I think again, though, I'm so grateful because she works for Disney cruise line. So she, she doesn't really, she used to sail now she works for the offices, but she's sailing again because of the test cruises and all that, you know, to get ready To sail publicly again. And so the time period of her being on the cruises is almost exactly the time period we needed a place to stay. And it's teeny, teeny. Once we get off here, Michelle, I'll walk you through and you can see. I think it might be 600 square feet. Oh, wow. I know. My husband and me and the two 90, 85 pound dogs. You know, so if Lindsay had been here too, it just really would have been just overwhelming. So it's all worked out great. A
1: God thing as far as the timeline goes.
0: Yeah, it really has. So it's just, it's okay. It's, it's good, but I, I'm glad, I'm glad that we decided to get back together and start this up again. So super excited. Um, I had a, so I posted in the, the consider yourself hugged Facebook group, the the place for women. So if you're not a part of that yet, the link will be at the bottom of the show notes when you go there. But there was a friend of mine who I've known for 15, 16, I really don't know years. And she wrote, on the post, she said, well, you know, I'm not one much for hugging, but if y'all are doing something, you know, for women, then I'm assuming it's going to be really good. And she, I remember the first time we met, she's like, I am not a hugger, but I, I just want us to revisit the fact that we named this consider yourself hugged and how amazing that is in this time period that we're not hugging as much and hugs are so amazing. So every time we come on here, we want you to feel like we've just reached out and, and hugged you in the midst of whatever you're going through. I think.
1: Yes, absolutely. A, a place of a community kind of doing life together.
0: So we are back. And so we're just continuing the numbers 82. And we decided when I wrote the post, we were going to do an episode and we are titling this obsessed with our bruises. But we decided the best thing to do is make this part one and then we'll record a part two because we don't we have a lot we want to talk about. And if to do all of it in one episode would probably be an hour or more. And that's just too much. So we're going to start today with part one, obsessed with our bruises. And then next week, we'll air part two. And I think what we expect for today is mainly the sharing of the story. Um, Michelle asked me this earlier, if this is what really pushed me personally, anyway, to want to get back into the podcast. And even though we had talked about it before, it, it did it. This event propelled me and you may have seen me post just a few sentences about it on Facebook, but I think today we'll just talk about the story and maybe have a few little things to say. And then the next episode we'll be really diving deep into the lessons. That's what we said, right? Yes. That's what we said. All right. So should I just jump in? Yep. Go Right on ahead. Okay. So Wednesday Um, September 15th, which was the day after my stinking birthday. Did you know that? That really sucked that this happened the day after my birthday, I guess. I I don't think I did because, you know, I don't know. I don't think I did. Oh, maybe, maybe it's the day. It was better than happening on my birthday. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So Wednesday, September 15th, I had two things that I was doing. So I flew out of Orlando here where we're staying early that morning. I landed in St. Louis and for my my job job, you know, the job that I still have in sales and child nutrition, I was going to a school elementary uh, elementary school kitchen um, in the St. Louis area to train on the equipment that they purchased from us. And so the plan from there was to then get back in the car and drive two hours to Columbia to speak at a women's luncheon, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, women's Network in Columbia, Missouri. So I got I landed in St. Louis. I went to the kitchen around 11, 1130 to train. I got them all trained and I left the kitchen at one o'clock because I looked at the clock and I walked out and I had parked um, sort of on the side. If you've ever been to a school, you might've noticed there's a place that has, usually there's like the playground and then you can see some tables and dumpsters and loading dock and that kind of stuff. And that's the kitchen area. So I parked over there by a fence near a truck that looked like it had some um, lawn equipment on the back of it. So I walked out to my car, I opened the door, I got in, and I'm, I'm really trying to process, I feel like there's a gap there that I just don't remember, but I think I was starting to close the door when a man reached in. He um, grabbed my arm, yanked me out of the car, was screaming at me to get out, and then he kind of flung me let me go and jumped in the car slammed the door and sped out of the parking lot and so that's that's what happened um I and I'm gonna tell you Michelle I I was not like brave first of all you know I didn't fight um which this is why I think there's just so much to unpack here like I I didn't fight I ran back toward the school and i I was screaming, you know, screaming, you know, help, help, help! Screaming, and there were there were there were, there were people, there were uh, maintenance guys, um, out there on the playground, and they didn't. I don't know if I wasn't screaming as loud as I thought, or if they just, I, I don't know. Maybe they were further away than I thought, but it took me all the way up to the school for them to even seem to notice that I was there. And then I couldn't breathe. I mean, I, I look back and you know, I wasn't this calm. Like, okay, this is what's happened. This is what we have to do. I, I was losing my mind. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Which is understandable.
0: So I went back into the kitchen and then you've probably heard me say before how much I love child nutrition people, because these are the most caring, mostly women. Um, there were men there, by the way. I mean, there were police officers and some of the school administrators were men, some were women. I don't even know. But in the beginning, it was it was the women. It was the child nutrition director who was there for the training. It was the manager who was there for the training. Um, The staff was there, but I think they probably hung back. It was the school counselor, the school nurse, the school principal. And then there was a woman, her name is Yvonne, who was, she has an awesome story. She is the head of facilities at that school, which is not typically a female position. So she's head of maintenance and grounds and she's head of all of that stuff. So these were all women who were just rallying around me to just hug me and, and pat me and, you know, to call the police and take care of all those things that need to be taken care of. So that was like the first blessing that came out of it. I don't know what all I told you before, as we've talked. You no, know, you, you had shared
1: a little bit about what had happened, like when I talked to you, um, that they but not kind of what had happened after, not necessarily about the, the women there, or kind of your reaction at the time.
0: Yeah. The one thing that was interesting, the manager, her name is Terry. And um, so she was the manager of that kitchen. And earlier during the training, she was being pulled a million different directions. And at one point I looked over and she, she sort of had her head on her her hand on her head and was kind of leaning. And the director who was there in the kitchen said, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I just need a minute. And then she, I mean, I wouldn't reveal anything she said, but we were just, we just got to, to talking and By the time we finished talking, the director came back over and said to Terry, said, oh, you're laughing. That's so good to see you laughing. So we had this really great conversation about how God has us and, you know, trying to look on, on the bright side of things and just all of these, these wonderful things. So there I am falling apart and she's just, I mean, this is called consider yourself hugged. She, I'm just like embracing her and she just is rubbing my head and I am sobbing And then she just continues the whole time I'm there, just trying to be as encouraging and uplifting as she possibly could. It was really amazing. That part of the experience was really amazing. That is wonderful. What was her first name? Terry. Terry. Yep. And I just, it took me a few days to, I did send some little thank you gifts to all of these people. And I hope I didn't forget anybody, but I felt bad because I got notification from Amazon that everybody's had been delivered, but hers was delayed. I'm like, (laughs) oh, I want her to know how much she meant to me, but she will at some point. So that's like the beginning story. So after,
1: so you're in the the cafeteria, you're with all of those women and they've called the police for you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And at at that point, like, did you call
0: Tim or like? No, they did. So they, 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 because I had, you know, I guess, and I don't think I said this. So he took everything my purse was in the front seat which had my phone all that stuff and then in the trunk was my suitcase that had you know some things that weren't so personal but it had like a couple of dresses i brought some of my favorite shoes you know all my toiletries makeup hair dryer straightener all that stuff but also my jewelry so i have two pandora bracelets bracelets that i've been given charms like that for 10 years and then a pair of per, a pearl necklace that Tim had given me before we even got married. They caught him. So this happened at one in the afternoon and I found out the next day that they did catch him at midnight the night before. And the officer was staying in touch with my husband. Cause I don't think that the officer knew that I had gotten another phone. And he told him that since they got him so quickly, there was a good chance my stuff would still be there. Cause he said, typically these carjackers, they, they just, they want the car, they're going to do bad stuff. And he may not have even taken time to look in the trunk. So I was operating. And I mean, I had this role like hope in my head that I was going to get all my stuff back. And then I found out this past Wednesday, that that was not the case, um, that everything was gone. So then I had to relive it all over again, you know, like thinking about him going through my stuff and touching all my things. And and it was, it was a, a setback for a little bit. Um, but back what you asked me, so I didn't call anybody cause I had no phone. Like I had nothing. That was your question, right?
1: Right. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, I just don't even know what to say. Like that, that feeling of, Oh, I would like to call. Where's my part? Like that, all of that, like all this stuff with all of your stuff is just gone.
0: That whole thing where I think we all, we talk about it all the time, how tied we are to our phones and, you know, we joke about, well, my life is in that phone, but, Oh my gosh. And they would, they were asking me because as soon as I was able to like regain any sense, like get over the initial shock and all that stuff um, was, oh my God, you know, and I must've said, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do a hundred times? Because my credit cards, my debit card, um, and they, they were asking me, well, what is your password to this? Or let's get in your email. I had no idea, you know, Right. Right. Cause it saves what all any that. my passwords were Right, yeah. So I'm like, I don't, and I have a place that I'm not going to say on here in case any of you are dishonest where I like keep those passwords, but it wasn't with me. And remember we're in the, this middle of this move. So everything is in storage. Uh, so I'm communicating through these women. I think one woman, one of the women was calling my husband. Um, I also was supposed to meet, so this women's event was the next day and I was supposed to meet the women's leadership team for dinner. So they're trying to figure out how to get, I'm like, I don't know. It's a Facebook group. It's called the women's network just so they got a hold of of them. And then one was staying in touch with the police and it was just, you know, what that whole, it takes a village. It was a village of women who were surrounding me and just doing everything. Like a bunch of
1: angels. God sent you a bunch of angels to be there when that
0: happened. Yeah. Yeah. He did send me a bunch of angels. So I had to, let's see. So what all, gosh, my head is just like, I guess I haven't really shared it in detail with anybody yet, just pieces. So they're helping me with this. I did finally figure out phone numbers, got my credit cards canceled while I'm still sitting there in the cafeteria. Um, Then Yvonne, the woman who's the facilities director, it was probably three o'clock or so, you know, the police had been there answering all that stuff. And then she took me to Verizon and I'm in Verizon for an hour. She's sitting in the car and you know what customer service, you know, it's, it's, it really made me want to do customer service training, which I've done before, but because the phrase, Well, unfortunately, we can't do anything about that. I cannot tell you how many times I heard that. And I'm trying not to be like a victim. And you and I have talked about how we're going to talk about this word. But I didn't want to feel like a baby. I didn't want to feel like a victim. But I was crying. You know, they would say, well, unfortunately, if you don't have a a credit card to pay the hundred dollars you're going to have to pay to get this new phone, we can't give you the new phone. And so they went. But then he went to his manager and fortunately, there was something to be done he just had a Gillespie's manager, you know, to get it worked out. So I got the phone, but then I couldn't get into anything. So I didn't have my iCloud password. I didn't have my Gmail password. I had no money. I had no credit card. Um, so finally she took me. So Yvonne took me to the dollar car rental. They gave me another car and I called Tim and Tim and I worked out, actually went to the Apple store to see if they could help me get into my iCloud, but they couldn't. And so finally Tim and I, I don't know how we did it, but he helped me get into to now that I had a phone and they could text the phone number for security purposes, I was able to get back into and reset my passwords. And so, but then I was like, okay, I have no money, I haven't eaten since yesterday, I have no gas when I drive to Columbia, how am I going to check into the hotel? So my boss and the job that I currently have, he's like, go to uncle Jeff's. And I'm like, okay, who's uncle Jeff. So he's like, here's uncle Jeff's address. He lives in between St. Louis and Missouri. So I drove drive to uncle Jeff's in this neighborhood and go to his house. He gives me $400 um, zucchini bread that his wife had made a mug of water. And he, he really wanted me to go through his wife's closet. So I'd have clothes to wear to my event the next day, which I did not do that. I know it was so sweet. So I left there with money, bread, water. And I got to my hotel at 10 o'clock that night. The women's event team had already checked me in. The lobby guy said, look, I know you don't have ID. They gave me your phone number. So you have a phone, right? Okay. I'm going to text you. And then if it comes up, I'm going to check you in. I have." Sample toiletries for you, and then when I got to my room, they had the women's team had left me a Target gift card so I could get clothes. Um, they'd left me um, raspberry chocolate, I think it was Ghirardelli. They left me tea. What's the tea that's real relaxing? Like um, chamomile. Yeah, like chamomile tea. And they set up a personal like shopper at Target the next morning to help me find something to wear. And so I I made it. And the next day I got up and got, went to target, got the clothes, came back to my room, got ready, spoke at the luncheon and then flew home. So how did you even fly home? Because did you have any ID? Oh, okay. So that another God thing I have clear. And if you don't know what clear is you pay for it, it's like $75 a year, I think, but they do um, like it you can sign up for it at the airport, but they do a really quick, deeper background search. And then they either use your fingerprint or your eyes and you bypass the security. So they scan your, so I had that. So all they had to do was scan my eyeballs and my name popped up and I had my boarding pass and I got through. Oh. Isn't that crazy?
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very fortunate. I mean, because you would have been
0: stuck. So it's- I know, and even... Like I was supposed to go to Atlanta this past week and I thought everything was fine to go to Atlanta, but then I realized I didn't have a credit card yet and I couldn't rent a car. So I had to cancel that trip. So it's you know, it's, it was the thing that happened and then it's the emotional part of what happened. But then there's still all these little things like every day, it seems like something new comes up that I forgot that I don't have or that's tied to technology or, um, but every day it's getting a little bit better. When, um, and
1: so I know we, we talked, I think the, the day of, and I had asked about like, if you were still planning on going to the, the luncheon the next day, or um, if you were going to try to come home early and you really wanted to do the luncheon, but kind of also we're kind of missing the security. Of course, when something like that happens, people want to be mm-hmm. home. That's just a yeah. natural instinct. You want to be home. You want to be hugged just like, um, yes. we about. so like in hindsight now, kind of that you've had a little bit of time, are you still kind of happy you went and did the luncheon instead of like coming straight home? Like, do you feel like that was helpful
0: in? I do. I mean, Michelle, it was a women's luncheon. like right? right. I mean, right. like I do tons. Well, before COVID, you know, I did, tons of events every year. But women's events are are the minority because there aren't women's events like every single day in every single city, but there are association events. And and I love all the, the people that I speak to, but to have something like that happen, and then to speak specifically at a women's luncheon, and the topic was stress, they were so loving and so kind. And you know there were so many things I didn't have with me because it was all in my computer bag that I used during my presentations. And there were things on the slides that didn't make sense because they were tied to something that I didn't have. And they just, they were so loving and kind of wonderful. And I feel like I'll have a connection with them forever because of that. So I am, I am glad that I did it. And
1: I I thought kind of as like, I was hearing you, you talk about this experience that, that you would say that because it seems like kind of, the experience you had, you had one person that did something really terrible, but then you had lots of people that came around to be loving and caring and supportive. And so it's, you know, so many. Yeah. But I mean, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't take away the harm that the one person did, but it is still like helpful that there are so many good people in the world as well.
0: I know. And I still believe there are, I still believe there are many more good people than there are bad people. But um, just as a reminder, you know, if you've listened to all of our episodes, although the episode I did on this was probably before Michelle and I were together, um, you know, I got broken into in the middle of the night while I was sleeping five years ago and a man stole my car. And so I'll be honest, for a couple of days afterwards, well longer. I mean, I was so angry. Like, how can this be happening again? You know, there are not good people in the world and why do women have to go through this? And I was mad at myself and how would I let this happen again? You know, how did I just watch him drive away in my car? Um, but as I'm moving forward and processing and everything, I mean, there still are so many good people in the world there really are. And I uh, know, I was just going
1: to say, and that, you know, of course we're going to talk about this probably more on the, the next podcast, but I mean, it is still, I mean, you handled it successfully. You're alive. You were not hurt. So you handled it successfully.
0: If you say so, we'll have to process. <laughs> you, you know, and this, this is probably a good time to at least say why, you know, we call this obsessed with our bruises. And then maybe I'll just, we'll, talk about a couple more things and that's probably a good point for us to kind of stop and preview what we're going to do next time. But anyway, so we, we kind of obsessed with our bruises. I noticed, so the first post that I did, well, I guess it's the only post that I did. I was at the airport and that morning I had noticed a bruise on my left arm and I kept looking at it and looking at it. And I took a picture of it and I posted about it. Um, And I even said that I didn't know why I posted the picture. Maybe it was because it was proof that, look, he really did grab me hard, you know? Um, But since then, you and I haven't even talked about this. It, I've kind of become obsessed with that Bruce. Like I look at it, like in the shower, it's darker. And when I walk to this place in the sunlight and then I'm like, okay, is it darker? Is there another one? And, you know, I had some muscle strain, like on that side of my body and a couple of other little smaller bruises, but I was like, why am I so obsessed with this bruise? Like all the time I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, well, is someone going to ask me about this bruise or, and I think what has been hardest about this for me. And I think this is where we'll dive deeper next time, because we all have these bruises, right? I mean, we've been hurt and whether those things are external or internal, sometimes we ruminate on them over and over and over again. Um, we just, we don't let them go, but just like I was staring at it or we ruminate on something that happened, but we don't like try to figure out why or move through it. But I, I think that that bruise was like, there was part of me that was, was like, I just got out of the car and watched him drive away. I did nothing. And I think the bad part of my brain even told me that, oh, he just gently grabbed your elbow and escorted you out and said, would you like to get out of your car? And you know what I mean? And I was like, that bruise reminds me that that's not what happened. You know, he grabbed me and screamed at me. And and Michelle, in the beginning, honestly, I thought the first thing I thought was it was someone in the kitchen who was coming out trying to be funny, like reaching in and just... Or maybe they, I don't know. And then when I realized I was being pulled out, then I thought something far worse than a carjacking was gonna happen. And so I kind of remember the minute that he released me and got in the car, I even think there was this split second of relief that nothing worse was gonna happen to me, um, that that part was over. But then as I watched him drive away, I was like, I'm watching him drive away. Why am I such a baby? Why am I so fearful? And then I processed all that over the week, things about the things we're going to talk about next time, about the word victim, about our identity, about um, fear, even a little about PTSD and choices and healing. And, and you said something about, you know, the way that we take responsibility for things that we shouldn't and all of that. So that's, what's all coming on our next episode. Well, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Uh yeah,
1: no, I was just gonna gonna say that as well, but you've already said it, you know, like not taking responsibility for what someone else does, you know, not but that's a normal reaction. Like why didn't I do this differently or do that differently? Um but you know, obviously, you know, the event was absolutely not your fault. You know, this is a person who and that's probably not the first time this person's done that. And I, I think too, you know, it's um, you know, you've traveled for a lot of years and you had told me that this yeah. is really the first time. Thing like this that's, that's happened. And so, yeah, I mean, it's difficult,
0: very difficult. Yeah, it is. And there is the, the blaming and all those things that I think that we'll talk about. And Michelle was the first person when I got to my hotel that I called, you know, I mean, I had talked to my husband and my kids and all that stuff, but I mean, I knew first of all, as my friend, and we often will vent to one another and, And we'll either just listen, if that's what we need, or advice, if that's what we need. But I knew also that your experience and stuff would allow you to hear me in a different way than maybe someone else would. So I appreciated you being there for me because it was late, too. It was like 10 o'clock. For me, that's late anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter how late it is. It absolutely doesn't Uh, matter.
0: So we're going to, I think, if you're okay, just sort of leave it on that end. Is that good with you? Yeah, it's good. Okay. So um, thank you all for joining, for listening. And remember, next week is going to be part two and we'll go deeper. So we would really love your questions and your comments. I've already had um, noticed one woman posted about an experience she had in that Facebook group. So please post your thoughts, your questions, your ideas. Um, as we've always asked you before in the past, please pass the show link along to your friends. We are still on all of the podcasting platforms where we've been before. So subscribe, download, review. And we are still posting show notes on TammyWest.com. Um, Michelle and I haven't moved past to where we've done our own website, but we will at some point, I think. So. But we're still there for now, TammyWest.com. So we've got the show notes there, the links. Um, if you have not joined our private Facebook group, Place for Women, the link is there. Please join because we'll we'll be more active in the coming months. Um, and again, just thank you so much for joining us. And thank you in advance for the upcoming growth of Our Little Place for Women. And until next time, ladies, we haven't done this in a long time. Until next time. Consider, consider yourself. You consider we got to
1: work on that. We're not together. <laughs> <laughs> we say that every time.